everyone. I am Carrie Fulmeck. And I'm Carolyn Charles. And we are from the Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning. Welcome to Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Tune in to find out a ton about our horses, your horses, how they can change people's lives, personal wellness, and hear from loads and loads of wonderful guest speakers. So whether it's discussing how to hear and work with your horses in a different way, how to be selfful for you, horse welfare, or just to chat about life in general and have a good laugh, you are in the absolute right place. This is a podcast for life changers. And so it's a podcast for you. We are all life changers. Top of the day to you. Yeah, I always go to sleep. I never like to say good morning because we have global tribes. So I don't know what time you're at. So top of the day. Good afternoon and good night. That's the Truman Show. That's what that's Is that what it is? I don't know what good enough. She she knows all TV shows, so I don't get it. (laughs) No, it's a movie. Oh, okay. She does all movies. <laughs> anyway, hello, hello. Hope your day is going well so far, wherever you may be. But we are here to talk a little bit about building relationships today. And building relationships is one of those things like it's a it's a soft skill that they talk about a lot in corporate team building and that sort of thing where how do you build relationships? But really at the end of the day, the very first relationship that you ever have to really think about before you can build all the other ones is that relationship with yourself, which is not necessarily an easy feat to be able to build that relationship. So we're going to, yeah. Go. Oh, I was just going to say no, because here's the thing. If you don't love yourself first, the me, myself, and I, you actually aren't any good to other people in your life. No, it's true. Because you see, you will become depleted in the area of self of your authentic peace, who it is that you are, because you get tied in with so many other relationships that you are not living the life you're needing to. So that relationship within it is a key thing for anything we do every single day in our lives, because it is about me, myself, and I, and that is not selfish. It's actually selfful, because when you look after me, myself, and I, then you now can look after all those other people in your life. So it really is a key ingredient. And I really like that we're taking you through our curriculum and how it is that we take people who come once a week to go through these 12 week curriculum programs. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. And they are essential life skills. Like a lot of times, I don't know about you, but like the whole emotional intelligence side of things wasn't something that we talked about when I was a child. Yeah. (laughs) How do you build a relationship with yourself? That was never something that was math. Yeah, right. And I sucked at math. Yeah, and it was rub some dirt in it and all those kinds of things. Which I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad. I think rub some dirt in it is a great plan for a lot of things too. Yeah, but you do have to figure out how to have a relationship with yourself. And like, it took me a lot of years to Mm -hmm. figure out how to even do that piece. And I think I'm not alone in that too. I see Regina is on from Ontario, so you're already on top of things. We do want to know who's watching. Who are you? Where are you from? We like to know those things as well. And before we go into more about building, I can do this and talk at the same time. I'm sure. Can you? No. (laughs) Before we go into more about building relationships, we'll go through our regular stuff here of that hashtag. Holy jumping jumping tuna fish. If there is something that kind of rocks your world today, or you think, oh my gosh, I haven't thought of that that way. Something that blows your mind, we want you to throw in that hashtag. Holy jumping tuna fish. For any of you who are wondering why tuna fish, this is a carryism. This is one of the things that 
comes out of Carrie's mouth and it, it sticks. So when she gets really pumped or excited, she'd say, holy jumping tuna fish. Yeah. And so we've carried that on. Or you can throw in the little tuna fishies as well. We like that too. Also, share, share, share. We like more people to be able to join us along this building skills journey as well. And sharing, after all, is caring. That's correct. <laughs> sharing is caring, people. And we want to keep up the caring in this world as well. So share, share, share this baby. Oh, and kindness. I think sharing mm -hmm. is kind. It is. Does that make you feel better? Yes, because I don't understand why that line just drives me up the wall. I think it's because really I say it all, all the time. <laughs> yeah. All of the time. Although you say, well, we jump into the fish all the time. I know. And that doesn't bug me. No, but you get bugged too if I don't know something fast enough in IT. That's true. I do get irritated with that. That's a patience issue though. <laughs> so the other hashtag we like to go with is that hashtag, we are life changers. You are. We are. People in our lives, all living beings are actually life changers. If we just open our minds, our hearts, our souls, and our eyes, our ears to hear and see what it is that they're actually giving back to us. Yes. Because there's so many, just a smile sometimes, or great job can really bring you up like 10 levels because you feel so much better. Someone noticed something. It's the smallest thing. Like even I love driving on rural roads. Why? Because people wave at you. They do. Like this morning, driving up, yeah. some guy just gives me a wave. Yeah. And I see him almost every morning and we wave at each yeah. other every day. No idea who he is. No idea where he comes from or anything else. But we're wave buddies. Yeah. And that's a nice thing in the morning is to just have a little bit of a wave. Good morning, Lee. Hey, Lee. Good to see you on here. Holy flying catfish. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're bringing in the southern piece. I like that. Yes. That's what she said. Her and her husband. <laughs> I knew you should have had water. I, I'm going to get someone to okay. uh, talk. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I have this little tickle thing all night long. Tickle, tickle, tickle. Night and long. I always picture these little things in my throat and they all have feather dusters. And that that's what I'm seeing is happening. Maybe you need to adjust the mental thought process <laughs> there. Like to have something different than feather dusters in your oh, throat. Because that just doesn't sound at all good <laughs> the other piece is is if you are catching this on replay throw in that replay as well so we can come back and say hello and thank you for joining us even on replay too because we always like to know who's joined us after it makes us happy so just to get into who we are and why we're even talking about this so my name is carolyn charles i'm the director of sales and marketing as well as an instructor and a facilitator for the equine connection academy of equine assisted learning inc Hi, everyone. My name is Carrie Fulmick, the founder and master instructor, helping humans just like you globally around the world do what it is that we do. And I have to tell you, the greatest thing I always know with our certification is the welfare of the horse comes first because we partner with horses to help humans to be able to move forward. So the humans are always giving their own answers because as they go through these curriculum programs, they're learning every step of the way because the number one thing a horse needs to feel is safe. That's right. And when a horse feels safe, this is how a human is doing the readjustments inside. Because a horse continually wants to go away from a human. Well, we know that is a horse who's saying, I know feel safe. Why? We as humans are very confusing because we do a lot of thinking up here and we forget our intuitive piece. So thinking and our intuitive piece must be on the same page in order to keep a horse safe. So think about that too, as in building a relationship. Here's the thing. We as humans live in future and we live in past. A lot. 
we as that relationship within have to learn to live in moments and that's the gift that a horse gives to us every single time we're with them because if we're not with them we're thinking of future or past they are going to tell us something because we're not safe anymore because we're not living in the present horses don't think about if we're going to give them food at 5 p.m tonight no, they think, am i in danger right now? exactly that's how they always react and that's why this certification is absolutely freaking out of this world and it's brilliancy and of course the more we learn the more we share with our facilitators because the training never ends with us it's like uh, uh we pay you uh, yeah <laughs> I, that's right and i always say you know we pay you by the time you're done like four years with us now we're start paying you yeah. to actually be on our team because we continually just keep adding those uh components so that we can keep our horses at the safest place ever. I see Lisa is on. Good morning, Lisa. And hard ginger candy. So Ooh. soothing. See, now this is a life-changing yes. thing again, too. Just even to offer up something that may help her. Thank you, Regina. Weird feather duster, dusters tickler yeah. <laughs> issue that she's got going on. Hard ginger candy. Maybe we yes. need to find you some of those. Oh, we do. Yeah. Because I, I need to idea. sleep tonight. So building relationships and working with horses you know, sometimes people don't really see how that piece goes. And yes, people automatically go to you that they're going to build a relationship with their horse, which you will, right? And you could build a relationship with another human teammate as well. But at the end of the day, just as Carrie was saying, if your head and your heart or your gut aren't in alignment, then that's the relationship you kind of got to figure out first. And it doesn't mean that you always have to be in a happy place or you have to be, you know, you know, perfectly content with everything in your life. To just be has that. to be the same. Anger, acknowledgement, sadness. Yeah happiness uh frustration thinking feeling i am frustrated yeah. that's authentic to our horses authenticity i think is a huge word in building a relationship with yourself because you can for lack of a better term bullshit yourself all you want and we do we do it tons as humans to just try to make our way through things but without actually figuring out who you are at the basis of all that again it doesn't allow you that opportunity to be able to help other people grow authentically or to be that life changer in the same way or to even if you have kids i always thought if, if mama's happy baby's happy but you have to figure those pieces out right it's not about the fancy house or the fancy car it's about knowing yourself and the authentic piece of that so you can help your kids with all of those pieces too like building relationships is hard every day <laughs> it's, hard. it's hard because we live in a crazy hard world and we always have not even for these past few years which is the the biggest of yeah, hard but it's been a challenge every, for <laughs> yeah every day is hard but you know life offers so many amazing components to it. I mean, you know, hearing a bird or mm. just smelling that grass or smelling a horse or a baby's head, like there's so many vital pieces to capturing those moments in our everyday life. But when we get too overrun with this head stuff and all the worrying and where's the next money going to come for this bill or, oh my gosh, I got to call out a vet or how am I going to pay for my kids volleyball? You know, it's all of those things that just keep adding up pressure, pressure, pressure. And we just can't go to those places. I mean, we have to be realistic as humans, write it down. You know, what's the bill that has to be paid, but there's magic that happens when we learn to live in our moments in life, because when we don't overtake our head and our, and our, well, our gut doesn't have that kind of power. Like it's our head that, 
definitely messes us up oh, with sure. that with that conflict yeah. piece. But you know, when we really take those moments to be okay, write it down, throw it out there, put it on a message machine, whatever it is that you're going to say, it kind of helps release it. Don't laugh at the message machine. <laughs> put it on a message machine. The first thing that came well, you know, on your phone, you have a voice recorder. But did anybody else see that old tape yeah. one that was like the voice? <laughs> the voice I did too. <laughs> They're not called, what was it called then? A voice machine? But no, when somebody leaves you, it wasn't called a voicemail then. <laughs> what the heck was it called? I don't know. Leave a message after the beat. Yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll just go with That's that. That's all that came in my head was that brown one with the big cassette tape. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was hilarious. But <laughs> that's the way to do it because the magic that happens <laughs> is when we understand these are our concerns of this day. Like you can't even think of next year. You can't even think of tomorrow of only today. It helps you to understand, okay, but right now I can't do anything about it. Worrying takes away so many years off of our mm -hmm. life. It's not even funny because worrying never gets you to the place that you're going to go to. Where this way, when you're very about me, myself, and I, it allows you to stay in that moment. You know it exists, but you can still live in the moment. And then the magic starts happening. And I'll never know how, but I've done this all my life. There is something, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> that happens when you live in your moment that even maybe the next day or a week from now, it doesn't matter when it is, the magic appears because something will come into mm -hmm. your life mm -hmm. to help you look after that situation. It's, you know, and had we had this conversation 10 years ago, <laughs> I would have been like, mm -hmm. uh -huh. mm -hmm. that would have so been you. But like this, this month alone for me mm -hmm. has been exactly that. Mm -hmm. Like what I need and what needs to come into my path but I've also relinquished the, well, not relinquished, but I've pulled back from the future worry a lot into being, okay, this is where we live right now and mm -hmm. accepting that piece. And it has, it's been crazy. I, she's so excited now. Crazy. I mean, not that she happening. wasn't excited before, no, but, but I was always you're at a reserved. different place. Yeah. yeah. And very grounded to that. Yes. Like it's real for her now. And I really like that she's just not playing through it. But you see, how long does it take for us in order to, you got to play through those pieces, right? And you think you have all the time in the world. I you think don't. The realization of the fact that we're going to die. Don't. It, it, we're going to die. See, now she's got you. Now we're just all going to talk about it here anymore <laughs> because it's so true. You don't know when that last piece is going to be. And I think accepting that allows you to be that authentic version of yourself and authenticity is playing into that self relationship too. And, you know, I even, when I think of building relationships, I think of eggs all the time. Eggs, eggs, eggs because like I think of you eat scrambled yeah, eggs. I think of the movie runaway bread. Yes. Right. So for any of you guys who haven't seen that, it's a great little chick flick kind of thing. It brings back the pretty woman cast for one more piece, but in it, she is, you know, keeps running away from these guys that she was going to get married to. Running away, running away, running away. And then this reporter kind of comes in and he's looking after, you know, how did she end up being this runaway bride? And he has one question for her. How do you like your eggs? And she was like, what, what kind of question is that? And he says, well, with this guy, you liked your eggs like this. With this guy, you liked your eggs like that. With this guy, you liked your eggs like this. How do you like your eggs? And it gets to the point, she has no freaking clue. No, because she's just complying and keeping everyone else happy in her life, but not herself. 
Exactly. So when you don't even know how you like your eggs, how can you have a healthy relationship with other people when you're not being, I mean, eggs, obviously you get where I'm going with this, I like but it's eggs. not the authentic version of yourself. If you're adjusting yourself to match with somebody else all the time, you can have a far stronger relationship in your life. If you are totally clear in who you are from the get go. And I don't know about any of you guys, but with any red flags from your past or anything else, I would say that has been an issue for me many times in the past that I was adjusting for how mm. I thought I should be in a relationship or it. And that's not just like with a boyfriend or anything, it's with friends or whatever else. And I would adjust to what I thought I should be versus who I actually am, which is exhausting. I must say as well, Rachie says, authenticity lead by example. You've got it. And mm -hmm. some of us are such slow learners, says Lisa. I hear you on that sister. <laughs> you know, I think we're all in different places with that slow learner mm -hmm. piece. Cause I know even for running this business, well, even life, I always have to do it hard, hard, yeah. hard way, which is usually it takes me three times. So I got to make the mistake huge three times. And then it's like, Oh, I see. So it does make logical sense, but I know for the building relationship piece, you know, that's one thing I never changed on. I don't know why, but since I was a wee little girl and I remember being at Camp Chestermere and, you know, you've got the bunk beds and everything. And that's where I actually started falling in love with horses. So I was probably around eight that was years a old. Big camp for you. But you fell in yeah. love with horses. And I know. Else. Right. Wow. That was. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> that and this was a Christian camp. So one of the leaders, because they always sleep with you in those cabin rooms. You know, I picture it's so big. I bet you if I saw it now, <laughs> it I'd say, like half what? It's so tiny. Yeah. You know, you always picture something bigger in your head. But I remember she said, Carrie, would you like to ask Jesus into your heart? I'm like, yes, I, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> so I remember kneeling beside her little bunk bed. And she would say the words and then I would repeat the words. And I remember from that point on, my life, even as an eight-year-old, changed exponentially because I was now focused more on the faith and the love and all of the stuff that the earth gives to us. I love life for those pieces. So mm -hmm. then as I grew older, my big thing is you're going to die. People are afraid of dying. And I mean, don't get me wrong, if someone held a gun to my head, oh, which I have had a yeah. gun held to me as well. Um, you, we, of course, all have a fear because you, you're, it's just what being human it, yeah. is. It's not like, yay, to the old bestie. <laughs> yeah. But I guess what my brain does is because I think people live so much in future and so much in past. It helped me to say every day, Carrie, this can be your last day. You have no idea when your last breath is going to be. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to live like? Are you going to live about those freaking things that are two days, three days, six months down the road? Or are you going to live now? Carrie, you can't do nothing about anything that happens. So you like to learn the hard way. You got divorced twice. It is what it is. Quit wallowing over it because there's nothing I can do about it. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> but <coughs> I think I've changed or I haven't changed my the few people that are close to me and my family, they now understand why I use those words because yeah. it's not to be morbid. It's just a recognition that there's a timeline, <coughs> right? Like you, we all have this kind of thought, I think that we're, and especially like you, mm. you're in those teenager years and you're in your 
early 20s and stuff like that, you kind of feel like you're going to live forever, right? Because you still bounce when you fall. I, I, I didn't really do that part either. But, but then you get to a certain point where you're like, okay, so if there's tomorrow, no tomorrow, say, what, what did I do today that was the most I could have made out of today? Right. Or what am I, what am I planning in my life? If I'm planning everything for to do everything I'm doing now, just for 40 years down the line, is that going to serve me if I don't make it 40 years down the line? Right. Like it just brings you to a recognition point of that. This is the moment that you have. Right. And this is the moment you have to be yourself, to build that relationship with yourself. Stop waiting. It's scary. And you may not want to know everything about yourself right away, but once you do, it's, you can work through it. You can appreciate parts of you that are maybe your idiot. Like I can worry like nobody else. She's good at it. Really good at it. She's really good. And I do it it with all my heart and Mm -hmm. I, with love and care, I don't want to erase that part of myself. I just warn people now that I'm going to worry about you because I like that about me. I think that's, I think it's good. I care about other people. It doesn't mean changing yourself. It just means acknowledging who you are and having that relationship with yourself so you can have stronger ones with other people at the same time. You know, and I think the greatest thing with that relationship within as well is you're so unique. Like you, I'm talking Mm. to you, your gift and your earth. And that's why you are a life changer. There's something that you do that does always help another human. Whether you know it or not is not what you need to understand. It's knowing how great you are because you truly are, even if you don't feel like you are. This is a very good one. Why is it so hard for women to let go of past traumas? Mm. Don't forget them, learn from them, file them away and embrace who you are in the moment. We waste so much time thinking about our past. Yeah, We do. And you know, that's something we talk about in our course as well as even how when we, and I think women do this, especially, I'm not saying guys that you don't hold on to anything either, but uh, we talk about how we actually take in information, especially in a conflict situation. And most women can pull up something bad that somebody said to them, Years, years ago, ago right so that have absolutely no worth in who you are today but we can pull that up and no problem at all to be able to pull up that negative thought but the positive stuff we just shove away somewhere it's like we don't want to take it for ourselves that's a conscious change mm-hmm. in thought that we have to make and anybody who's had depression or has had like chronic thoughts like that or that sort of thing it's conscious like every single day making the effort to push out those yucky pieces and bring in something positive as a result of it too. But you're so, so right, Regina. On that. Yes. And you know, I think the cool piece with life and you and, and us individually being that unique gifted human, uh, I was going to say something like super, super oh. profound, but it just stopped because I was reading Lisa's. Uh, the cool thing about being each unique individual oh, person. Thank you. Yeah. Is understanding that every human on this earth goes through hard life. Yeah. Whether you've been given the silver spoon, which I have always told my daughters, I think it's one of the hardest ways to live when you're fed with silver spoon because, wow, every human still looks for that purpose individually. So it is very hard, but we have all gone through some hard and hard hard knocks in life. And I always remember even growing up and being an entrepreneur too, people would always say, wow, (laughs) just going people would always say, I hope she's going to remember that when she comes back. In the meantime, I will read Lisa's comment here. 
Uh, I don't like the really hard things that have happened, but they are the things that have molded me to be me that I am. God will use everything for good. It just have to make moves every single day. I think that forward movement piece, you're so right, Lisa. That's like, you can't stay stuck in it. And it's funny how we, you know, talking about building relationships and we kind of go into this piece too, but you can't stay stuck in the bad because then it leaves no opportunity to experience the good, right? You have to be able to dial it back and again, be in that moment like a horse forces us to do as well. Do you have any recollection of what you were saying there? I do. I'm very sorry. This tickle is just driving me crazy. Oh, when I got a piece of gum in now too, oh, okay. I thought maybe that moisture would help. Anywho though, what I was saying, like we moved, my mom was, um, she was a crazy, cool, freaking, the most phenomenal human being I was blessed to know. Amazing woman. She really was. And we moved 25 times as kids. So it was my brother, myself, and my mom. Mom had many, 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 many men in her life. And this is why we did all these moves. And, you know, when people heard that story, I remember growing up, they would say, oh, you poor thing. I said, I wasn't poor. I had the greatest life on earth. And we were dirt poor, broke. Like, I mean, sometimes we would have to go two days before we ate anything. I loved my freaking life with my freaking mother because of all the beautiful character building and life experience that she created through us doing all these moves. And even though it was hell and it was hard, I'm like, yeah, that made me who I am. Like there's, there's so many amazing pieces for what we have gone through to appreciate the outstanding component that we got out of a situation or we move forward with it, or we took something from that horrible situation and we're able to actually utilize it for the me, myself and I benefit because yeah. I think that's the key in, in understanding we all have it hard, but some, and don't get me wrong. I do believe that some have had it were way worse yeah. than us. Like, you know, deaths of children and, and death to me is that biggest loss whatsoever. Right. Is that what you'd say? Whatsoever? Is that it? Did you say it like uh, that? Or you would have laughed. Yeah. I guess I, I might have yeah, said Yeah, I it think right. it's okay. <laughs> you think it's okay. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, through those pieces, I, I still think of uh, our lady. She was a speaker for us last year at our mm -hmm. conference that we have. My goodness, I love this woman and her family. But it was a farming family. So they had four kids. And three of the daughters died the same day Yeah, in this farm farming accident. accident. Her words her way that her and her family move forward. Like we just bawled from our toes because she doesn't want people to feel sorry for her. It is what it's ha what has happened, but this is how we as our family is moving forward and they find love and joy and peace. Even knowing their girls are still with them. Yeah. But that was amazing. And the, the relationship with yourself is never going to come from material things. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think there's so many people that see, like, I don't even know, you know, growing up, you saw famous actresses and stuff like that. Maybe and you're like, oh, I wish I was just yeah. like that. Da, da, da. But that doesn't equate to happiness, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can have all of the things in the world, but you had your mom loved you. Mm, and loved did. the ever living crap out of you. Yeah, she did. And you didn't have a damn thing. Nothing. 
We were but poor, poor, poor. Man, were you loved. Could you imagine yes. having everything but never feeling that? Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, you can't always just be looking for, oh, what's going to fill me up is I need that car or I need this house or I need this, I need this, I need this to have, I need my picket fence life. That's never going to be what builds the relationship. Nope. It's going to be the gross, the hard, the shit stuff that you have to go through to be able to figure out who it is that you are and who the people in your life that are going to nurture that relationship with yourself and with others as well. Because there's lots of people out there who don't, who don't want to nurture that, nurture that piece and they need to slide out of your life. <laughs> they can't be there for that. Bye-bye. Yeah. And you know, that's a big thing too. Now I personally have been mainly like that, but don't get me wrong. There is still sometimes where you think you shouldn't say it that way or maybe they won't like you because you're doing it They're this human. way. Cause I think that's just being human, mm -hmm. but I know every decade, you know, I think you get stronger as a human being as to who it is that you are. And I love the piece when I got to the forties, I'm like, so like, this is who I am. When I got into my fifties, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I am so solid in who I am. I don't need another friend. I don't need to go out for lunch with this person. Like, it's just so much clearer when we get those chances to even mm -hmm. recognize how much stronger we get in being authentic to ourselves. I don't need to go to a little party and make small talk because that doesn't roll for this yeah. kind of girl. I remember when we used to talk, like when I'm done at the end of the day, I'm an introvert. Even though people don't believe that, they always think I'm the extrovert. It's just I love not, life. But she's not. <laughs> I do love life. But I tell you, when we're done, it's bye-bye. Don't talk to me. I love being by myself. Like it's a preferable way to be. If I could go to a hotel by myself, I'm like, yeah, give me that time. And I remember Carolyn would, after we're done a day, do stuff. she would go do <laughs> stuff and that would wreck my brain. But that was her piece that it's fun to go out mm -hmm. and be with people. I'm like, well, because I'm the extrovert. I get the energy from other people. That's what builds me up in a lot of ways. But that's even changing with time too. And mm -hmm. I remember Carrie told me years ago, years ago, I think it was probably when we first met. And you told me once, you only really need three friends. And that I had so many friends yeah. at the time, like so many friends. Like I was <laughs> like so they were true friends. And uh, yeah, no, she's completely right. Like you really, cause trying to maintain 50 best friends is exhausting. It doesn't mean you don't love those people or you don't care about them. It's just that you can't always keep up with all of those pieces. And especially if it's not reciprocal in the same way, but knowing that piece, you really only need three solid friends. You can have four if you have four, it's okay. <laughs> but just knowing that that's what you need in life, you need those solid people, but you don't have to have thousands of them. You need to be the solid person yourself first. And then you have those people who will encourage that relationship with yourself and that growth that you keep going and having as we get older as well. Now here is some, I don't know, ideas, some suggestions, again, just for that relationship within yourself. Maybe you're already doing it. But one thing I love to do is I have a lot of books around. So those are my three daughters. Because you see, if I die today, this is the picture I love seeing because I love my daughters so, so much. And I love having fun with them. And we are a very, very tight family. But then I've got some beautiful journal books. Now, I'm not a journaler. There is no way that I sit down at the end of the evening 
I'm right down my stuff because I do not do those things. And kudos to you guys who can do it. But I have different books because I have different things in my life. So I have written down four things that are, if this were my last day, what are my four things that I would maybe want to do? So you see, it's got to be like, I write down what's important to me. So Bible studies, studies every morning is huge for me. Working with horses, huge. My job is huge to me. And then I have my family. But then I also have like dancing and the fun things I like to do as well. So I've got like, I don't know, a few things written down, but I always think, okay, so if today was my last day, let's say this was like on a Sunday and it's snowing outside. Today was my last day. Are you okay just sitting around eating popcorn, having wings and watching movies? If this was your last day on earth, Carrie, should you be getting something done off your list? Or are you okay just being in the moment in pajamas and dying in pajamas? And this to me always helps me because you don't have to do something every single day that's part of that list. I mean, I think my daughters are, are separated everywhere as well, right? It's not like my last day I would want to have supper with them. I would love that, but it's not realistic because you're not always going to have that opportunity. That's why when we do have the opportunity four times a year by cracky, it's the greatest time ever. Because we eat and we drink and we drink and we eat and we play cards <laughs> and we call. <coughs> but it's, that's the values for you. That's something that you know about yourself as that's your And it's system. written down. Yeah. And I think that's the key. I And it's not that you have to do anything. It's just writing things down that are the key. And mine is all bullet point, just so you know. <laughs> Because I do not like to. And most off. of the time, you can read it again afterwards. <laughs> she can read her writing. <coughs> the writing's really good, but uh, it's the. Uh, do you want one of those? Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's the uh, words that <laughs> she doesn't finish the sentence. <laughs> but it is very important to have what those pieces are for you. It's definitely writing it down. For me, it's repetition. I have to say things to myself regularly to make sure that I'm actually appreciating a moment or. Uh, in the moment with my kid too, like if Cass and I are hanging out to something, don't be on your phone at the same time, like be in the moment, have the conversations. We've booked now half hour before bed that we're always going to go, we're gonna be talking about something that is of value to our lives, not just bitching and moaning about the day, but having an actual conversation either uh, about God or about what's happening or how she can you know, develop herself in a different way and be comfortable within her, like we a quality conversation. Cause you can talk, quantity all the time but if you aren't having quality conversations like to me that's something that's important so mine's repetition i like things like i like that said out loud regularly mm -hmm. more so than the writing down but i definitely have to do the repeating piece or the i forget what they're called there's an actual word for like a mantra or something mm. no it's not a mantra no still, no um you know it's so funny because i just went to um a dance competition i'm in this competition because well we've been shut down for two years yeah. so <laughs> To me, I don't think this body is ready for any kind of competition, but there's fun dances and workshops and all of that. And I love being by myself. So, you know, and it's funny because a lot of dancers are introverts. Interesting. It, they are. Well, Robin Williams, 
introvert. Mm -hmm. Like it's interesting who these people are. Yeah. But I, of course I go to milestones. It's a restaurant downtown across from the hotel. And I remember I used to love it when I was a free human being able to do whatever I wanted to. I love the food. I love the drinks. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go over and I'll just grab myself one of my favorite meals. Well, of course I sit down and I love people watching. I think yeah. that is a cool gift that we have too. One of the best pastimes. I love it's it. interesting to watch yeah. humans. And what I watched is there was a like tables full of humans and they're, they're doing this. So I'm sitting by myself with my drink, not on my phone because I want to be present in the moment. But I'm seeing all these people are gathered in fours or sixes or twos, and they're doing this phone thing. I'm like, oh, we're missing the moment. The connection. The connection of being with another human because we're still so connected to this stinky thing. Isn't that the freaking, yeah. uh, what's the word I'm looking stinky. for? Stinky. But this is supposed to give us connection. Yeah. And one of the things it does is causing disconnect, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, we are more connected with our friends from grade six that we found on Facebook, for sure. We are more connected with them than we would have been otherwise, but then we're losing the connection with the people around us in the moments that we have. Like, it's interesting how technology has brought us a little bit of a different full circle than I think some of us intended. Uh, Lisa, I used to tell my ex that I should tape his phone to my forehead so he would look at me. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> there was a TikTok trend going around where people had they were looking at their significant others on the phone and they'd go up behind them with a big roll of tape and just like tape it to their face. <laughs> wrap it around. I had really? That. Yeah, I think it would be quite funny. Wow. <laughs> I think it would be quite funny. So the cool piece we'll just end with this is when we bring this program in. So again, this is all about building relationship. You have obviously me, myself, and I first. And, you know, we work with a lot of addicts. So you can see how powerful, because mm -hmm. they're learning this in their treatment programs anyway. You have to look after me, myself, and I, then you're a better father, a better friend, a better mother, better sister, better everything. I'm sorry, I got gum. Got I got the little halls thing going on. <laughs> I think it's helping, though. Mm -hmm. It seems to be. I think it is. Then what we do is we have our arena set up so that every obstacle, every station is set up to be designed that you have to do something with the horse and your team partner to build a relationship of some kind. So even if it's having a horse, step on a glove. even if it's having a horse step on a glove or something as simple as it can't just be that they're going through the motions of going out and having a horse step on a glove. What does that mean? to how we build a relationship with ourselves. How does that mean about the way that we're even asking building that relationship with the horse to be able to get them to move forward to do this with us? And it's a with us, it's never a for us. They are not a tool that we are using. They're the teacher at that moment. So we always have to figure out how is it that each of the obstacles are going to guide us into how does that actually build a relationship? And this is where the facilitation piece is super important as well. You just look like you're gonna die. Seriously. <laughs> Please me. It's really important through the facilitation that we are getting them to these objectives, <coughs> to these skills, because otherwise people don't know what to look for if they're not used to building a relationship with themselves, with a horse and a teammate, right? Like they don't know what to do there. So that's where the facilitation portion comes in. That is so important for us to be able to stop and bring them back in. Okay. So he stepped on the glove beautifully for you. Why? 
Like, what does it even say about the relationship that you guys have? And it might be, you know, with kids. Well, I asked him really nice. When I asked him really nice, he wanted to do something for me. Okay, so how does that work into real life? Well, if I ask my sister really nice not to punch me, then maybe she won't. Okay, you know, (laughs) so there's lots of ways that we can bring it back in. But it's different for every single individual that comes through because it's an individual (coughs) journey. I know she wants to talk. I'm so sorry. Are you ready? (laughs) Can you do this? I'm too scared. <laughs> feel the fear and do it anyway. I feel I've made some valid points. Do you, mm-hmm. Are you comfortable with the things that I said? Well, and the nice <laughs> part is too, like even a horse moving forward in that relationship. What if the horse doesn't move forward? Yeah. What does that say about where the horse is at? Well, we already know horses will only follow leaders. If they don't, they'll take the leadership on. So that means thinking about that, that human can't be on the same page and thought and feel take it away. Cause I'm going to cough. <laughs> so <coughs> if they're not taking that leadership role, as Carrie said, it's because the, again, the horse isn't feeling safe because there is a thought and a feel that just don't mesh. So even if we walk into an arena at times and we're thinking, yeah, I know I feel good about this for sure. Uh, I can handle horses. My, and it doesn't matter that they're big, but inside your guts, you're saying, holy crap, this horse is freaking massive. That's going to be that difference in your head to your gut. And that's what horses are going to be able to feel. So until you step into that leadership role, which leadership isn't being the CEO of a company or the head of a football team or anything else like that, it's being a leader to yourself saying, yes, I'm willing to do something and going ahead with it, or no, I'm not willing to do that because that's not for me. That's it. That's all that being a leader is. So when they can step into that own leader, their own leadership of maybe acknowledging, oh, you know what, this horse is pretty large. It's actually making me a little bit nervous. That's the authenticity piece that allows them to move forward in a safe place with the horse. And then the horse follows that person because they are stepping into their leadership. It's so lovely. Oh, we got a tuna fishy. Yay. Uh, I too am a watcher and a listener. I don't like to be the life of the party. I like to be in the back of, oddly enough, my best friends were the partiers. You know, it's it's interesting with different people and especially in different places in life. Mm, right? That, that like, journey piece. Yeah. And some people are in our life for a short time, long time. Yeah, we're here for a good time, not a long time. Okay. So, so come on every, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can't even sing with that. There was something else I was going to say, but do you think you're going to be able to? <laughs> we I am telling you. Oh, the one thing with being you yourself and I too, and I know we, especially as women, well, I'm, that's not true. It can be happening with men as well. You're told something about yourself that other people don't like. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up, the thing I am is I am loud. But you know what? It's a gift. Mm-hmm. I love that I got a loud voice. But, you know, people, not my mom, would say, shh, take it down. Why do you have to be so blah, blah, And I remember I had to deal with that for quite a while until I actually found my authentic being as well. And I'm like, screw it. You don't like who I am? Don't hang out with me. If you're on my Facebook page, which I have very few people now, and you say something mean, you're off my page. Mm-hmm. So even if it were my mom or a sister, but I don't have any of them now. I don't really even have, well, that's true. I have stepsisters. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be the same thing. Get rid of the people <coughs> that aren't helping to be okay with who it is that you are. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a mean way, but we give too much thought to these humans that are not 
accepting of who it is that we are. Why do we struggle and put so much time and energy into wanting them to like us all? If you like me all, this is who I am. You either accept me or you don't. And then it's the bye-bye. That's why I always said the three friends. And I, I think I only have two friends, really. And then it's my family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Now, some people would say, well, that's pretty sad. But I'm like, I love it because now I can dedicate my time to only those who are important in my life. Yeah. And I think recognizing you have a choice in who you want to build a relationship with. I get when you get to a work environment or something like oh. that, you do have mm -hmm. to be able to work with people. This does not mean you have to hang out on the weekends. That just means you have to be able to communicate, which oddly enough, who will be talking about in a couple live stream now, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean you have to be best buddies. It just means you have to be able to communicate and get a job done together. But building that relationship within yourself first is going to be the one that allows you to have the choice into whatever other relationships are out there. And if it's going to be something that's mutually beneficial for you, as well as even for the other person too, because it does have to be a reciprocal thing, a one-sided relationship for anyone who's been in one, it is no fun and no good on the heart. Sucks. Uh, I love this. We must love ourselves in order to love others. The same as we must be able to lead ourselves in order to lead others. Mm. Well said, Lisa. Very, very good chop chop. So I think that's where we'll leave you today with this thoughts about building relationships. Did you want to cough anymore or do you think you're, you're good? <laughs> okay. This has been hard, man. This has been, that's the worst one yet, I think, for your coffee. Yeah. Your little feather dusters. Let's see, now you've acknowledged the feather dusters out loud. Maybe that's why. Well, I don't know. But I'll be using all these little hauls until I can get yep. some hard ginger candy. I'm going to uh, get her start and thinking about street cleaners. So they just oh. clean it. <laughs> and <laughs> hope you guys all have a fantastic week. We'll see you back in a couple of weeks where we're going to be talking about uh, appropriate assertiveness. So we'll just leave that one there for you because that means many things. Soak the feather dusters in honey. Mm. <laughs> Mentally do that. that that's what I'll do now. <laughs> honey and ginger. Honey and ginger. And remember, you're a life changer. We're a life changer. We love that you are in our tribe. And you are the greatest number one in the world because you're unique. Remember, you've got so many beautiful blessings because of your gift. Oh, I love that. Yes. Happy Easter Happy to all Easter. of you guys as well. Thank you so much that. for that. I, I, it's just because the dates. Thank you. Yeah, it's good Friday it this is. Friday. It is. Holy jumping tuna fish. You there see? it is. <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a wonderful week. Remember, you are those life changers and try to change somebody else's life. Spread a little bit of that kindness around because mm -hmm. it's good stuff. And live in your moment. Yes. So have a good know. Day.